So, so Nate, have you been uh, keeping up with your your guitar practice over there? I have. Um, here's what happened. I got to a point where I feel like everything that I know I'm decent at. And so last week I reached out to someone and I'm, I'm taking lessons. Ooh, nice. It's weird because I've been practicing like scales and stuff. like. Did you guys take guitar lessons? I did when I was like 13. I just used the internet to learn scales and stuff. Like it was kind of like even pre-YouTube where there would just be websites of guys who are like, here's how you do all the scales and stuff, you know? And I learned like just enough to do what I wanted to do, but it's not like I was ever like super technical. I feel like it's probably easier now. Like you can find stuff on YouTube, whereas back in the day you had to look at tabs. I feel like I was pretty lost there for a year or so because there would be tabs and I would learn songs with tabs and didn't really put it together. Yeah, same for sure. It didn't click. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's easier now. Um. Uh, as a guy who's been going on like YouTube to for the first eight months of my guitar journey, um, I just realized if I wasn't paying someone to to teach me, then I wasn't gonna practice properly. And so, um, so I think that's what I'm doing now. Uh, and I practice like an hour a day. So if nice. I don't get if I don't get good, um, this is just gonna be so sad. Yeah, I think the tr- maybe I said this last time, I don't remember, but the trick is just to lean into the things that genuinely excite you of like it is worth doing some like boring scales and stuff. But the more you figure out what techniques you like, the more you can just practice those obsessively until you're good at them and then just ignore the shit you're never going to use, you know, totally. But I kind of know what I'm doing. Like I can play power chords and cowboy chords um, just fine. And so it's just like I need. I, I like. I think I actually need a little bit of theory in my life. Yeah, Are cowboy totally. chords just open chords. Yeah, yeah. I forgot people called them that. Yeah, I. Th- I don't know. I. I always. I couldn't remember if. You're such uh, a West Coast guy. <laughs> Wait, why? They, why they still love talking about cowboys over there? Because you're a cowboy. Yeah. Well, I'm from Arizona, so that makes sense. Yeah, you're home on the range. I was thinking about cowboy chords recently, just because we did the E1 about cowboys, and we were gonna play guitar underneath our songs in it, but I was like, eh. Let's just sing a cappella. <laughs> just going do 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 do. Well, what for I did was for under Branson's song, I was just doing the um this old bit that I love of having some basset hounds that are each tuned to a certain key. Like you got your basset hound in C, like and you got your basset hound in G. <laughs> you said that like it was such a normal thing. Like I got my basset <laughs> hound turned to C with no explanation. Yeah, they're, they're like, like I know what you mean because I've like, oh yeah, you like you, you tune you tune someone's burp to a bunch of different notes and make a song to make fun of them. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that that would like it. The thing is that it checks out as something that you would do, so I wasn't that surprised. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like the way you and you talked about it so nonchalantly that I I was like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, of course he's tuning the basset hound. Yeah, but that's Nate, what we like, do here. We tune the like, basset hound. Uh, learning theory is definitely worth it, and to me. When I took piano lessons for like a year or two in my 20s, that taught me so much more about playing guitar uniquely. Like once I learned how chord voicings work outside mm-hmm. of the context of just guitar, but just kind of broadly as like a harmony thing. Right. Then I started thinking more creatively about guitar of how to voice things of like, oh, I'll use like an open E string plus like, you know, just move these voicings around here and here. And like, you can just get a lot more creative once you learn how to think about that stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, here's my problem. I've uh can't think of one. I'm 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 <laughs> well, I I'm guess your life's so good. 
I've uh, I've won many many awards uh, for my songwriting. So so it does. It's like I'm I'm like okay. Well, what, I can't learn anything about songwriting, but maybe I can. And and like maybe all this like idiot like savant type of stuff. Uh, you know, I can throw it out the window and become like a real technical guy. I think really there's also like a, a middle ground that you can hit happily of become no. technical about the guitar no. parts, but then don't think about the vocal part when you write the vocal part and just well, do you whatever. Can't, you can't you. think about that. You can never think about the vocal part anyways. And that's, yeah, kind of, I agree. Uh, if anybody's paying for this episode, they need to, that this is the most, uh, this is the best advice ever is you can't ever think about the vocal part. Although Alex, Alex, you might be more of a guy to be more methodical with a vocal melody, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I write it out with like synth and stuff. Everything out. Yeah. I I spend so much time playing around with piano roll. Seriously? For just for vocal stuff? Yeah. Every single part. Just looping it back and forth over and over again, trying to get the notes perfect. And it makes it really hard to sing. How's your pitch in general? What do you mean? Like singing? Yeah. Pretty bad. Singing like live. Anybody can sing like on, on, you know. Like if they no, have I have uh, I have very small lungs. Yeah, but that that doesn't mean anything. Like you can still like sing in tune. Yeah, I have to breathe like Elliot Smith. I feel like uh, I have pretty good vocal pitch, but I think because I was always just playing in like loud practice spaces that sounded like shit, I naturally like use the very bottom of my range because I could stay on pitch more easily in a shitty setting like a practice space or like a shitty small venue. Yeah, you hear the vibration more through your yeah, head. So, uh, I went the opposite. I that's I learned like being in all like my pop punk bands and not having a PA system. I like would just sing as loud as possible to try and be over it, and that's how I like I feel like I um, got my pitch. Yeah, I think that's smarter. If I could be self conscious, if I was consciously aware of what I was doing, I wouldn't have done it the way I did it. Right. I feel like these days, now that I'm aware of it, though, I'm getting better at like singing higher register stuff and. For the first time, I'm really trying to get better at just thinking about harmonies and stuff. Like I've been doing that a lot too. Yeah, you've always been better at that than me, Alex. But I, I kind of, I've kind of taken this approach of you should just start with the generic idea of like the thirds and the fifths, and then just move individual notes off of that that sound interesting, and you can come up with something. You know? Yeah. Even just using Melodyne with a scratch track to move it around and figure something out, and then redo it. Yeah, I, I do that with the with piano roll too adding the little synth part or using a fake voice synth. Yeah. That's interesting too. Okay. So this is like, this is a pretty interesting conversation. I think of Nate, I'm definitely way more like you vocally of, I just say a bunch of nonsense and then I make words out of it later. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, it takes me a long time to come up with the lyrics that happens but, later. Sometimes I come up with perfect phrases, but then I, it takes a while to build the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, I can see maybe it's liberating the way you do it because I, sometimes I get married to vowel sounds of like, mm-hmm. if the scratch is just like, if that last right. sound is not, then I'm like, oh, this should be like night, like night. And I get married to that. But if you just have a piano roll and there's no vowel sound in it, I think it might be liberating that you can use any vowel sound you want, you know? Yeah. One thing I do want to figure out is using Vocaloid to create scratch tracks or just harmonies or the main thing. Yeah. That it's would so be hard to get it to do the syllables that you want. Like you can get it to do the notes, but the phrasing, there's so much nuance to it that I don't really understand. But it would be awesome to be able to do that. And the the technology for that is getting better, like the AI voices. Yeah, totally. I this just is uh, turn the golden on, age of AI voices. I just turn on auto-tune. Like, I, I just jam auto-tune as, as, as hard as possible um, if I'm trying to come up with a harmony. And then usually it'll, like, 
then I don't have to worry about being out of tune and it, it can send me to some interesting places. Yeah, I gotcha. Like it'll nudge it into something interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll still, I'll do that occasionally with like, if I go into the studio with a producer and they already have like a track or something like that, then I'll just be like, uh, yeah, turn up my headphones, uh, turn up the, the uh, auto tune and I'll figure something out. Yeah, it is helpful. It's like super, the, the people super have helpful. come around to that that it's a it's a good tool to use and it is a good sound and it's not there there are still people who treat it like it's a it's some sort of misdeed. Right. Yeah, which is stupid. I mean, that's like, just you, so anachronistic. Now it's been around for like twenty years. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what people use, and who gives yeah. a shit. And also, at this point, I have both Pro Tools, or sorry, I have both uh, Auto Tune and Melodyne because I feel like they encourage you to do different things and just have different uses. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You I, like it's it's like I never really thought that people would wonder whether or not I could sing in tune. So I was like, okay, cool. Then I'm just gonna fucking use auto tune as much as possible because, and because if I hear myself even remotely out of tune, I I <laughs> freak the fuck out. I go nuts. So I have to have it on. Like, um. But I also, if I was stuck in a situation where it didn't work, I I'm, I'm, I think I'd be all right. Yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah. you have like a bit of maybe the ultimate example of of your situation is like T Pain, where he's actually a very good singer. He just prefers to put on auto tune. Yeah, and and I it's it like it it for the for me, I'm usually singing. Fortunately, knock on wood, like in tune most of the time. But yeah, um, but there I just I can hit like tiny little notes or like you know sliding into something else where I might be like a little bit pitchy, and I lose my mind truly if I if I have to hear it. Yeah, I hear every <laughs> little thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's their own worst critic, you know? Yeah, but I mean, man, there's nothing worse than than just like pitchy vocals. And yeah, it, if, you, if you're listening to yourself, then you really hear like how pitchy your voice can be. Yeah, that's why I love that you can edit stuff now. Like back in the day, you could have a perfect take of five guys playing perfectly and there would be one bum note. Like uh, Badfinger, uh, Baby Blue. There's a bum note in the solo. I think it's the Is bass it? where someone fucks something up <laughs> and they lower it in the um they lower it in the single version. You can hear that one note on the bass is quieter, and that's the that's only funny. thing that's different. But you can never go back and fix that. And it's so frustrating. And now you can go back and fix it. You can just go boop and it's fixed. Yeah, well, I mean, and the, the bad finger guys, you know, it ruined them. Yeah, that's why they all killed themselves. Yep. <laughs> I was I was I was leading you to that so that I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that before. How it was like a little inexplicable because there are definitely oh people God. who got fucked by the music industry worse than that. Like every oh, black way, artist way from nineteen forty yeah. to nineteen eighty. Yeah, there was something I I saw all that stuff and I was like, okay, there's definitely more to this story than like, okay, they just they got screwed over by the record label. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there were drugs involved or relationships I, or it's the the full context isn't there i loved that album the one that had uh, baby blue on it what was that straight up straight up yeah it had a uh, day after day as well that's yeah, a great the, album yeah oh god i love that album um, it's a great band yeah take it all the opening track was uh and then money money got my lady todd rundgren oh, yeah. he was a genius in the early 70s wait did he produce that I think he did, right? Uh, are you sure? I feel like this was it not still on like Apple. It was Apple Records? Maybe it was someone. No, it was Todd Rundgren. Was it? Wow. Yeah, and George Harrison. Wow, oh, Todd damn. Rundgren produced uh, my like my third favorite album of all time. 
uh, which one XTC's is that? Skylarking. Oh yeah, great album. Nice. He and, produced uh, um, War Babies by Holland Oates, which is a crazy album. If if, if you haven't heard it, it's like totally out of left field for Holland Oates. It's like a prog album with weird time signatures oh, and weird. I panning no left and right. It's like it's soul funk at the core, but it's it's very it's probably the weirdest thing they ever put out. Sick. They just let him rip with whatever he wanted to do on the board. Sick. He's a fucking dick, apparently. Is he? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know Andy Partridge from uh, XTC because I used to be so obsessed with that that album that I needed to know everything about it, and um, and yeah, he made he he made XTC like miserable making that album. <laughs> Damn. Uh, and so I was always and and someone called him like Turd Runtgreen, <laughs> and so every time I hear Todd Rundgren, I always think Turd Runtgreen. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good album, but I don't know if it's that much better than their other albums. Uh, like, uh, like he brought shots that fired much? at Nate here. I I love all. Oh, I, I, XCC. I think it's good, but yeah, I just I I think uh I think all their albums are good. I don't know if Todd Rundgren wasn't really like the key to them being good exactly. I think he made that. I I do think that he made that. Up. I think he put it over yeah. the top. He definitely I'm, brings he brings something to everything he works yeah. on. I'm a huge XCC guy, and um and yeah, I do love all their albums mainly. Weirdly, they're like older stuff uh, from the late '80s on, even into the '90s, um, and uh, never got yeah. into that. Oh, yeah, it's really either. good. They did. They did like a whole bunch of like. Um, it's called like Wasp Star. It's really fucking good. It's it, when we were talking about like Rivers, what where he's gone in this situation. I feel like XTC, like they understood their strengths and just kind of played into them. They didn't like care care make the caricature out of them. Yeah, the opposite of Weezer, sort of. Yes. I respect him for refusing to go on tour. Oh, just staying in the studio. Anyone who does that, I, I I vibe with them. Oh, yeah, me too. Absolutely. Like, that's that's as cool as it gets. And, um, yeah, I love my XTC. Yeah, I never... They weren't, like, a, a top 10 band for me. I've definitely... I've I've heard them my whole life, I guess. But uh, they weren't... I, I What I'm trying to say is that they always get listed as an influence when people hear my music. Mm-hmm. And it does make sense, but I wasn't, I got into them later, I guess, when my stuff already sounded like that, probably because of the, the same influences that they had. Right, right, right. That's what but I, I definitely, would always, yeah. I, it definitely makes sense to me. Yeah, that was like me with like Jellyfish and then people would, like Jellyfish was such a massive influence, but then people would be like, oh, you've got to love the raspberries. And I'm like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> like, I've never heard the raspberries. But you know, there's always like shit like that, like especially in in uh, in pop that that kind of pop music. Jellyfish, great band. The best. My dad showed me a song by them a couple months ago, and uh, he thought I wouldn't have heard of it, but I did. What song? I was instantly it? knew what it was. Um, I forget now. I forget which song it was. One of the ones off the second album. Mm-hmm, yeah, the second album was my favorite. Weirdly, my wife. Uh, one thing that we vibed on when we met was that she was really into the first Jellyfish album, and I was really into the second Jellyfish album. So, like, um, I, I like respected her. You must have fought all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been really tense in the house. No, actually, uh, yeah, it does get really tense because she wants to, like if a song comes on shuffle from the first album, I always skip it. Really? Even though I know that I know the album from front to back, I just don't vibe with it the same way that I do. Um, Spilt milk, so uh, she does get mad at that. Yeah, there's cer- certain albums like that, especially if you listen to them early in your life. You don't necessarily want to hear it again. 
Yeah, even if it's like so much. if you were to list it objectively, it's one of your favorite songs, your favorite albums. But it's like eh, I don't want to really, I don't want to get nostalgic. I don't want to have a nostalgiasm while I'm driving. You know, I, that's sometimes what I do. you don't want to be like transported back to high school. It's like eh, I, do. I don't want to. I always want to be transported back to high school. Like if a if a <laughs> Get Up Kids song comes on, I just stop the shuffle and just put on the album. Oh yeah, I saw them live and it was great. I'm sure you've played with them. I do. Uh, the the first format tour ever was with the lead sing the lead singer was it was his solo tour so he was just playing acoustic oh wow and then um the, this bass player that we had that was in my band who we had all talked about earlier he took over for the guy in the Get Up Kids who joined Spoon so when the Get Up Kids did like oh, reunion nice. shows like we'd be in the middle of like a fun tour or something and like he would have to leave and uh, go do Get Up Kids shows yeah great band. Love that. Great, great fucking band. Great band. Uh, a lot, all those, I like all those non screaming um, emo bands of that, like the Jimmy World, Get Up Kids. Uh, I, I, I love all those bands, like beyond. You don't like screaming? No, I was never into like the aggressive stuff. Yeah, I wasn't, I'm not really into harsh vocals that much. Like there were some yeah, screamo me. bands like um, Page 99. Don't even know that. One of the it, they were like the seminal screamo band in the '90s. They put out some great albums, very short albums, and uh, one of the singers from it is like a come town side character. Okay, <laughs> I forget what his name even was, but he's like in the Austin comedy scene. I think he comes up in that circle, but he's uh, yeah, one oh. of the big names in screamo. But yeah, I, I like that stuff, but I like singing better. What about you, Charles? Yeah, I mean it, that goes. The same for just about anything of like all the best like metal bands and stuff too, or something like Boris where they just like do very beautiful vocals over super heavy stuff rather than screaming, you know, like there's something more interesting about that interplay of like heavy instrumental with a beautiful vocal that I just like a lot more than just like annoying screaming. <laughs> I can't scream. Can you guys scream? No, not really. I can try. I can do like the kind of like low metal growl thing of like the... Uh, what's a good song to do? Like, oh, we use it. Me and Joel used to do this with Christmas songs of like, bring us some fakey pudding, bring us some fakey pudding, <laughs> like that kind of thing. But that's disrespectful to the holiday. Yeah. And Joel can do like the really like high pitched like, like kind of thing. You know, oh, those ones are those ones are scary. Yeah, it's tough. I can't really do. I'm that. I always think about people practicing that, like people who knew how to do it in high school or college. Like, when are you practicing that? Do you, they must have a barn to practice in. Like, the, in the same car, situation you know? as a kid who has a drum kit. Like, how do yeah, you practice yeah. that all day to get good at it? How do you <laughs> not get yelled point. at? Like, I can't even play guitar through headphones <laughs> without someone being like, I'm trying to watch TV. Yeah, like, fucking uh, imagine being, like, you're uh, a parent and, like, your 13-year-old just keeps going, <laughs> two hours a day. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, your so parents. Mad. It's the type of music that your parents are least likely to understand. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, if you're I playing ACDC or something that can be why? like, oh, okay, I, I know what this is. But why if you're you screaming, they're like, like a demon. It's like there's an <laughs> alien in their house. They might think you're actually possessed. That might have happened before where someone gets an actual exorcism for their kid because they hear them doing harsh vocals in their room to a Bring Me the Horizon song. How do those guys, how do those guys, because I don't understand, how do they keep their voices? Because I can't. It is super obviously. tough. Like, uh, even like Keith Buckley does a lot of genuine like vocal exercises and warm ups. Uh, like yeah, he's you super have to be very trained. His voice. He even before he does podcasts, sometimes he does vocal warmups. Oh my god, I uh, I could never be bothered to to put that much effort into 
it. Oh, so yeah. I would, so you like and most would, singers towards the end, I would, I would just start canceling shows. <laughs> like you, I used to have to just go up there and just be, uh, awful and play like 12 shows in a row, like on tour, 12 nights in a row. And then when it got cush, it was like play every three nights and if I felt yeah. like my voice wasn't even remote, like if I felt like it was even a little bit off, I'd be like, I'm sorry, we, we got to cancel. But I was also fucking miserable. So, yeah. Um, so I guess it makes sense. That was 2012, 2013. I think I was in my 30s, which is, is kind of pathetic, too. Well, there's nothing pathetic about that. I think it's actually really cool. Well, I think being I 30 or older is pathetic. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, touring is really confirm. hard on your body. That's why it's crazy. Oh, like it's crazy. guys like Billy Joel and Elton John, they get flown around. They're treated like a well, I guess Elton John is a knight. He's royal. Yeah. How come Billy Joel doesn't get a knighthood? Just because he's American? Yes, absolutely. It's bullshit. Right, is this a pro Billy Joel podcast? Yes. Well, we're pro his drinking and driving antics anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like a massive Billy Joel fan. I love he's got some albums that are great. The singles are great. Know. A lot of overplayed I never really stuff, to obviously. Him much. I just know his handful of biggest songs, which are really annoying. But Like Piano Man, I never want to hear again. Yeah, I'd be fine if I never heard that again. But My Life, I think, is timeless. Yeah, uh, Moving Out great. is a great song. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Uh, 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 what's the matter with the car I'm driving? That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, here's I know what's the matter with the car he's driving. It's that his blood alcohol content is like point. One six. Oh, poor yeah, BJ. It's sticking out of someone's living room. That's the Did problem. We, have we talked about how Charlotte's um, stepfather uh, produced the We Didn't Start the Fire album? No. Yeah, Mick Jones, Stormfront. Yep. yep. How come we didn't stop him from naming it Stormfront? <laughs> you know what? I could ask him that next time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> the website didn't exist yet, but still, come on, man. You're Jewish. <laughs> yeah, you should true. know better. It's true. It, Do you wait, know no, Billy, Joel's, Billy Joel's not Jewish. There's no way. Yeah, he is. No, I think he's just, I think he just has a New York accent. No, he's Jewish. <laughs> um, there's no way Billy what Joel's What kind of Jewish. name is Joel? Uh, d- uh, it's a name. It's a first name. Yeah. No, he's Jewish. We got to see this. I don't think so. Because no one ever, like, no, there's just no way. He's just a yeah, I looked it up. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Nate's going to storm off the podcast when he finds out the truth here. Yep. Where is- and then we're going to have to apologize for his apparent anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god because immigration quotas for german jews okay oh wait joel's mother was born in new york to jewish parents okay wow wow well nate do you have anything you'd like to say to billy joel right now i mean billy you you, you he doesn't really do anything to let the world know that he's jewish you think yeah, he he's sort of make a, a new, a he's new like song an called east jewish coast man? ethnic guy he isn't really i think he should wear a, a yarmulke on stage he should All play a ben- shofar. Yeah, he should do like a Ben Shapiro type of thing. He should, you know, something like that. Something I do to think really it'd be pretty it. sick if there was a shofar on We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. <laughs> yeah, I really do want to incorporate shofar into music somehow. That'd be cool. It has that pitch thing, but you could probably take little samples of it. Just it's use an it awesome as an horn. air horn at the beginning of a song and then add like a producer tag. I think that like rock and pop music need to have producer tags like uh, like in rap, you know? Yeah. She's like, Nate on the beat. Mark Ronson. Yeah, why doesn't he do that? <laughs> I don't know, actually. I really don't know. I don't... I, I've never... Uh, 
I've never been in the studio with him. Really? Yeah. You weren't there when he created the Uptown Funk? No, but I was I was there, but I wasn't there. I guess I have been in the studio with him. I heard him do I was I was in the studio when they recorded um who's I forgot the guy he's been canceled since. Um uh Zuby Kelly? No, not our Chris Kelly. Brown? No. Like who, um, who would he have worked with? I'm trying to think. Uh you know, he's got like he's the rapper that's got the this kind of voice. Kermit the Frog? No, yeah, was it was a Kermit. It just ends up sounding like Kermit when I do it. But I was in the studio when he was with that guy. Uh, you know what? The listeners just can they can find it. <laughs> Whoever that guy was, damn, that's amazing, dude. It's a crazy story. They'll find it. I gotta find out who this guy is. I'm gonna what lose my was mind it? right now. This was uh, this was for the Uptown Funk album. I okay, had a so song. It was 2014. I had a song on the Uptown Funk album. Um, where where one of the producers had brought me in before I was even dating Charlotte. Um, and that's how I kind of met Charlotte and stuff like that. And, oh, nice. Oh, and so was she it mystical? Had, yes. Mystical. Oh, okay. okay. I wasn't even thinking of that era of rap at all. I think yeah. he is in jail. Yes, probably. He's been he like in currently and out of jail, in jail, I think. But man, he when he was in the studio, for, it, it, like he was pretty insane. He was pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. He just goes all in. My claim to fame is that I heard uh, Uptown Funk and Locked Out of Heaven like the next day after they were recorded. I will defend Uptown Funk. Great song. I think it's great. It works. It's like party rock anthem. Bunch yeah. of guys in the street <laughs> having fun, wearing a, a cheetah print coat. Yeah. Just I, a good I, time for everybody. I, I, I loved it. When I heard it, I was my mind was pretty blown. Because the, the album was something completely different before that song came on and i think what was happening like i I think bruno had worked with uh mark and then mark was getting all these cool features and i think he was like well i i would like to be featured on it and then so he like brought uptown funk which is like not only would you like to be featured on it but you'd like to make it a massive hit record yeah easily 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 the most talented um person i've ever seen like Bruno? as far as yeah, as far as writing, as far as writing pop music. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, he, he seems rocks. like a conventionally good musician. He from just his has it. Writing. He yeah. just has it. He one time he uh, at the height of uh, my popularity or right when it had all started to pop off, he was like, if there was one song I could have written, it would have been "We Are Young," uh, which I thought was silly. But uh, so he invited me to the studio. Um, and I went in there, and that was when he was doing. He had just done like "Locked Out of Heaven," and I'm sitting there and trying to write for him. And every single time I'd be like, I'd like say something, he would already come up with something, and it was like 50 times better. <laughs> and so I just went outside and I smoked cigarettes. Like the that whole album time. he did with Anderson Pac was really good. I didn't hear it, but uh, like I, I feel like I heard like one song from like a commercial, and I was like, wow, this is fucking great. It's all 70s pastiche, but it works. All of his shit. That's the only yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's good at. I yeah, guess. that's the only issue with him is that he kind of just, um, you know, there's a, it's lacking uh, any sort of authenticism. Yeah, he's doing an impression of three or four different guys. Yeah, but fuck, man, he can do it. Like, yeah, he so can do good. it. Yeah. It's one way to be an artist. Either you can try to push into different stuff every time, like Radiohead or whatever, or stay in your lane and just do a good job. Like, there's nothing wrong with either of those things, you know? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I do think that it, I, I would bet that the if he decides that he wants to ever do anything again, that the best is probably yet to come. Like, if he wants to, he's nice. that's just the type of person that he is. He's fucking dark as shit. Like, 
you, like so that's there you have to be uh, uh depressed to make to make good music guys okay is that true no i don't think so <laughs> yeah i'm never depressed when i'm making the music maybe it that's adds true, flavor just... to your life that gives you experience as a writer yeah. but i don't know like I, when i'm in a bad mood i don't want to make music yeah, the best way to make music, unfortunately, is just making yourself do it. And if you feel like shit, you don't really want to do it. You probably won't do it. No. It's hard to judge stuff when you feel like shit, because everything sounds bad. Yeah, true. <laughs> Sometimes it's, music like, is I'm best in a mood where like, I'm just, I can't accurately judge whether something is good or bad right now. I feel like it's important to make your initial demo of something and then not listen to it until you basically forget what you did. And then you'll judge it more clearly, you know? Sometimes that is helpful to come across something a couple years later and it sounds completely new. Sometimes you can just pitch shift something or speed it up. Something will sound completely different other than being sped up, obviously, but you'll notice things that you didn't notice before. Yeah, that's even changing it like often, 5% yeah. minus 5% or something. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's very interesting. That's uh, like anytime I hear someone do a remix of a song um, and the remix is better. That always makes me happy, but I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about at this point anymore, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think remixers are stealers. I think they're stealing. Stealing what? Music. From? The people they took it from. He doesn't know, Alex doesn't even know what he's getting himself into here. He's backed himself into a corner. Now, Alex, he, he needs to work, he needs to start remixing stuff for people. Like what? Uh, I don't know. Like we are young. Yeah, that's right. We... We need the nickels mix. What the does it need to be gonna faster or slower? Another hit. I don't know. You do it. All the remixes for We Are Young were awful, awful. The thing make, is that this even the, song, the uh, Simlish one. No, that was cool. But the song changes tempo, and they could never grasp how that worked. Like you know, the, all, all those remix guys, they just need they need one tempo the whole time. Yeah, totally. Especially yeah, especially like electronic music that's grounded in like club stuff. They don't want like tempo changes within a song at all, but they'll beat match to the next song and change the tempo of it to like yeah. transition or whatever. Yeah. But they would never yeah. have like a bunch of tempo changes in one track. Yeah. Know? I guess you would have to loop the verse or the chorus. Because going, yeah, the transition would be hard to do if you're doing an, an EDM remix of that. I mean, but I don't, I honestly don't know what these, these remix people do. Don't they just throw it into a program and, and just like move a couple buttons around? They just put their name on it. I don't Speaking know what they do. Speaking really of which, this they is a, a great tag to the beginning. This is a great leeway into um into the the episode, right? Yeah, DJ Khaled. See, yeah, that's like what we're talking about. Just saying your name at the beginning of a track. I wish everyone did that. Like, the farther back you go, the better that would be. Of like, if like Strawberry Fields Forever begins with that little like organy part, and then it's just like, oh, John Lennon. <laughs> no, 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 no. It'd be like George Martin. <laughs> yeah, George Martin. The four lads. <laughs> that would Liverpool. be that'd be cool i was listening to dj Khaled on spotify and uh i couldn't find a single song that i liked i went through I and mean, listened from the beginning and there's just nothing that stood out to me i remember like listening to some of his songs in the past like the one i'm on one with drake that's like a fun beat there's uh there's one dj Khaled song that i actually have on my um that i Zoom? bought on iTunes back in the day because I don't have Spotify, um, and it uh, it's how many times it's it's got like Chris Brown, um, who else is on it? Uh, Big Sean, it's really good. He yeah, has so like, many songs that are covered in features, and it's hard to even get a grasp on like what are the DJ Khaled songs. 
but he's he's bound to have good songs because he's not doing any of the work. If he gets the right producers and features, it's going to be a good song, regardless of him as a person. You know. So then, is he talented because he? We're assuming. Sorry, we're assuming that he's then picking that song and being like, "This is it. Let's get, let's put Chance the Rapper and Justin Bieber on this track, and I'm going to throw but my like voice." Every at the rapper very does that themselves. Like Kanye does that for any song. Where he'll make the beat, or even when Kanye has other people produce the beat, he'll choose. Like, that's just a normal part of being Kanye or Travis Scott or any of those guys. DJ Khaled does the least of anyone. There's no like secret formula there. He's just lucky to know everybody and just randomly call them up and put them on a song. I think Eric Alper should do this. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because DJ could, Khaled was just a radio DJ that knew everybody. And Eric Alper is a radio DJ that knows everybody. I would love, there was I someone that said, I, I think it was in Discord or on Twitter or somewhere, someone said they were standing behind Eric Alper at the Taylor Swift Eras tour show. <laughs> Pretty good. I would. That would be I crazy. Would, I, 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 would, I would snap his neck from behind. <laughs> oh, you can't do that? I would confront him like, you blocked me and my friends. Yeah, why did you block me just for making an hour-long podcast talking shit about you? <laughs> we didn't threaten to kill you or anything until we had Nate on. Until, yeah, yeah. Nate came on here and just going right at him i wonder if oh it's it's so hard to search twitter now i was gonna search him for uh fun yeah, and, and all that you know stuff, he's he's he he, I, I, uh tom has done it like and he's he's got at least like six or seven tweets with my name in it oh does he like you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. of course oh, of awesome. course he does you should like get him that. to unblock us well no then he's gonna listen to this episode he's gonna be like you know what maybe i judge these guys too fast then he's gonna hear this and nate's just like i'm gonna break his neck <laughs> We need to send him a different episode that he's not mentioned on where we're nice yeah. to everybody. Can you imagine, though, how, like, if he was just watching a concert and I came up from behind him and snapped his neck? <laughs> Again, that's another way to get a, some good headlines for when you put out your two songs that you owe He would the label. hate that. He, he would hate it, but people would like it. Well, what TMZ would people retweet? How is he dealing with the, the switch to X? Well, here's the thing. Nate would have to take over his job on Twitter. Nate, you'd have to unlock and just post like the Beatles walked across Abbey Road on this day in 1969. Is that all he does? It's like the Santa Claus where you kill him and you have to take his job. Yeah, exactly. Mostly. Well, he does prompts. He asks people questions like what's an album that you'll never forget? What's a song that you listen to? into doing that less often because we and a lot of other people made fun of him for always just being like, what's your favorite song that begins with Z? Like just the dumbest fucking prompts. And I think he was chastened into doing more like bad music trivia about 60s rock because yeah. everyone made fun of him so much. Yeah, but has that made him less popular? I don't know. He has so many followers to who I don't think give him. a shit about him. Like he he posts like we've we've looked at him so much that we know this, that he has like some kind of bot set up to just post from his account like twice every hour. For tw- like 24-7 around the clock. So he's not even looking at his own account most of the time. You know? We need that. We 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 need that. Uh, Charles, you need to be talking, making some like harebrained idea every two hours from like an AI yeah. bot. <laughs> at 4 a.m. And Alex needs to be like insulting someone. Yeah. <laughs> Quote tweeting some random journalist. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and we'll they see used what, to be we'll breaking necks of various people who did nothing wrong to him. That's right. I don't know what. I, I guess like just constant pictures of my children. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're known for now. That's right. You're obsessed with those children. I know. I'm That's what everyone's saying about you behind your back. You can fucking get a load of this guy and his children. He's obsessed. Can you believe how much he takes care of his kids? Yeah. <laughs> What's the opposite of a deadbeat dad? He's not deadbeat enough. It's true. I try. I try. I honestly try. Keep going but... out for cigarettes and I come back. 
<laughs> yeah, every time I just come back. Yeah, that's where my house is, so I don't know. Well, if you right, snap, what's up with- snap Eric Alper's neck, you can go do some time in prison, and then you can uh, record some verses through the phone. Just get what? Where can we get some Khaled up in here? Yeah, it's been long enough. Or okay, well here we have one other option. We could also listen to this "Go Woke Go Broke" song before we get to DJ Khaled. Is this the is this the redheaded guy? No, this is different. I, I don't want to even acknowledge that guy because that okay. shit's gotten too annoying. It's but, so right. boring. Um, this is a song by various artists that uses a Jason Aldean AI uh, imitation. To here, let's just listen to it. But uh, this was like going around on like Twitter and TikTok because it's just super annoying. The lyrics are really funny though; they're so shitty. Dear CMT, we were happy as can be. Did people think this was real? I think some people did. Good luck coming back from that. Tell us what were you thinking? I couldn't recognize Jason Aldean's voice anyway, but would Jason Aldean say fucking in a song? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think he would. And also, these lyrics are so online, there's no way he knows about any of this shit. He doesn't fuck Disney. Yeah. Uh didn't didn't uh isn't DeSantis like backing away from Disney now? Oh, I have no idea. I think they're countersuing. It's kind yeah, of an issue should. for him now, especially since he's running for president and it doesn't really pull that well to just take on Disney all the time and not be able to actually do it. Yeah, it's funny that he ended up being the first like two online presidential candidate, you know? I love him. Starbucks Barbie Whoopi in the View. This really is pure culture war. Yeah, it's so deep in the weeds on just random internet shit that no one knows about. It I wonder never who be made actually this. Jason Aldean. There's just I'm no way sure. to find out. It was I one article about jokes it. on. It's copyrighted to jokes on wokes. Who was the internet comedian? The first internet comedian? Uh. I don't know, Dan Tosh. Ninen? It's Tosh. This is oh. Tosh wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> People should do racist stuff in these songs to get the artist in trouble. Like if you put out a Jason Aldean song where he just said the hard R N word, but it was like the the rest of it was like this. People would think it was him. Yeah, you would have to make go, it. They would love it. You would put that in it, but he would have to explain it. Yeah, true. He would have to keep kind apologizing of for it. person would have to ex- explain it for him. Then you would have to go back on it, and he would have to say, that was God. that was me. That actually was me. Because now <laughs> you guys right are mad a, at me for being woke. He went right the, from a Jesse Smollett reference to a Bud Light reference. There. He's like, I'm getting paid how much for this? Okay, fine. Driving this song to number one. When did this come out? Like this, like maybe within the last month. Okay. So it predates that viral Twitter thing. Yeah, it does. But it postdates. Uh, try this I in think, a small town. Yeah, we're just in the beginning of the annoying phase of right wingers trying to do this, and then having someone who owns the Blaze buy thirty thousand copies on iTunes Media or whatever to drive it up the charts and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we already hit the peak of that. I don't know. I feel like uh, it's still picking up steam. Well, we got to get those quote tweets in, everybody. The more you quote tweet that guy with the beard, the less popular he'll be. Yeah. I can't. I could not help it. it. I could not help it earlier. And I thought to myself, I don't need what like I don't need to talk to this about this guy. I'm on private. But he makes me so mad. 
But that's why you can't engage with it because that's the point is to just get rage bait, you know? You know what, guys? I'm going to listen to you guys, a couple of old pros. Unless you're willing to snap his neck. I would snap his neck. I would easily snap. I would. Oh, I'd love to. I hate that guy's a thick neck. I know, but I hate his whole like he's kind of like looking down like all golly. Like, oh, God. I think you need to start with Eric Alper because he's probably got a very breakable neck and then move up to that guy. (laughs) Well, yeah, I have a newborn baby and and their necks are they're they're just not strong. Yeah. So work your way up from babies to Eric Alper. To that guy. <laughs> I don't think that guy has a strong neck. I feel like he, he he's having a hard time supporting his head. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, his neck's actually brittle from holding his head up. Well, he's got all that trivia in it. All right. Well, should we finally watch some DJ Khaled stuff? Let's start here. Here we go. This is a classic. His jet ski adventure. I don't know if this is gonna sound good as audio. <laughs> I remember. I remember this. We're going way back to 2015 here. Not sure. For the listener, there's a lot of water. He's on a jet ski. <laughs> The caption on his Instagram story just says very focused. Okay. I don't know if he is that focused, if he has his phone out while he's on the jet ski. It's not going to happen. He unintentionally told such a perfect story with this whole day's events where right now he's just having fun. He's still, he's still around us. There was a cops. There was a time like on Vine when this was like a lot of like business guys would start to post like this, right? Crazy big yacht. Like, they would all now, try and be... I remember, like, Lior Cohen trying away, to be, like, DJ Khaled. Yeah, I can believe that. It seems dangerous. Like, he could have easily died doing this. Oh, 100%. He's solo on a jet ski right by a yacht. Like, he could just get sucked into the propeller. But this isn't yeah, even the yacht. beginning that's, of where it gets a, dangerous. A cruise ship, yeah. Yeah. Trap. They everywhere. Stay focused. Ride with me. Shot my brother Rose. You see, I just pulled up. In so here, skis. this is where he was headed. He goes Rose to Rick Ross's mansion. Oh, you think it's a game? I'm out here, boy. You know, we all neighbors. We at Rose's crib. Pulled up on the jet skis, about to eat. That food lunch. looks pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's probably better well, than the shitty rap chef, snacks. So it better be good. You see, we at Rose's. All this, he's got all this fucking jewelry on the countertop, as if it's like not staged, like pretending like oh. Did I leave that out there? When I recorded with Thug, he had so much like catering just at it, this. We recorded at his house and he just had catering at his house and uh, and they had Fruity Pebble French toast. In a minute, there nice. no lights. That's that the way to do good. it too though. Like recording in your house is so sick. Just like have fun, order a bunch of food. Everyone's gonna be having more fun than at a studio anyway. For sure. That's how you make friends. That's how yeah, DJ Khaled make friends. He had everyone come over to his house. Then he ordered fruity pebbles he ordered some watches and the cinnamon toast crunch that's what his favorite snack and that's uh, uh, it was rick ross and dj Khaled, the stupidest video ever made where rick ross is trying to sell his rap snacks and then they have dj Khaled doing like counterpoint to him saying no cinnamon toast crunch is better than your hot chips we're at the point in this video now where it's just literally pitch black and you can't see absolutely anything it's not to drive your jet ski in the dark i love how he just gets more and more concerned that's the weird part about him that he's in genuine trouble like he comes back to port and then leaves again. He eats here, and then boy. comes back to the water this when it's dark. Yeah, I mean his plan was to make his way home sooner, I bet, and he probably just kept hanging out too long. Doesn't he know you're not supposed to jet ski after eating? It's dangerous. He could have just fucking like taken a car home from like Rick Ross's place, you know? 
Right. And he, he could have left his jet ski and then take yeah. He did it to himself. D- do we know it's does, so does, funny, does, does DJ Khaled does he does yeah, he smoke or drink? Does anyone know? I assume so. I have no idea. I'm sure the finest liquors, like Hennessy. I want to say, like, some of these guys that are, like, so successful, they don't do anything. And it's just, like, a sociopathic, like, thing. Feels great. Well, he's definitely sociopathic. But he might be Muslim. I don't know. Yeah, I genuinely am not sure. Maybe we'll see on these other compilation videos here. Okay, there's a video where he replies to fans on the internet. His hair is painted on. I don't like it. Carlos Boozer did that once in, a, in an NBA game. It was it was terrifying. You can't do it as an athlete. That's the worst person to do it because they get sweaty. Yeah, I know. I don't remember if it's he sweated it off. I'm gonna try and find. Rematch on the hot ones on YouTube. Absolutely not. Oh, he's too much of a coward. Nobody doing that to themselves. They should make hot ones illegal. I think it's dangerous. We're gonna kill off our celebrities with spicy peppers. Well, we might need to thin the herd a little. Yeah, there are too many celebrities. Don't play yourself. The weaker ones have to go. As someone who likes spicy food, I think that's a perfectly fine litmus test of the people who can't handle spicy food don't deserve to have a career. You know? I don't think I could handle being on Hot Ones. I couldn't do it. I think I could do all ten. Genuinely, I think I can do all ten too. Maybe I could do it. it Charles, you're all about the spicy? Oh, yeah, that's my favorite, like, what would you call that? A uh, attribute of food? Like, what do you call, like, spicy? I don't know. I live for spicy. I truly live for it. Yeah, me too. It's all I care about. Same. I like a mild spiciness. It's just not enough. I'm chasing something. All right, Alex, well, maybe you should be on a podcast with DJ Khaled if you're that scared. I have a podcast called Cold Ones. I'm not doing We wash our wings off in the sink. Wash all the sauce off so it's, it doesn't hurt. The problem with the hot wings is they hurt, and I need them to not hurt, so I need to wash them off in the sink. Drake, Nav, French Montana. The reason why I say because if, if DJ Khaled is holding on to a pillow with a lion on it over his crotch, and it's like he has a boner, and he's trying to hide that yeah. he has a boner. Yeah. Yeah. And the, that lion pillow is embroidered to say "We the Best" on it too. That was his first album. And gives him some Yeezys. I, uh, oh wow, just, that's a great haircut. Yeah, it I just sent so you the Carlos Boozer. It's so shiny. I think he ended up doing an interview saying, like, admitting that it was fake, and and then Kanye was on his way to his jet, so we end up just, you know, bumping each other on the runway. And after we got done talking, you know what I'm saying, he gave me, his, you know, his sneakers, because he know I'm a sneakerhead, and I appreciate that, and that was love. It was it's terrible to listen to him talk. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Your brain just turns off. Like yeah, that Cinnamon feel, Toast Crunch video is that's really cool, hard to his brain through. is off, too, so it's like, I a, feel, it's like a meditative thing. I feel like you're listening, uh, when DJ Khaled talks, I feel like you're listening to someone who's struggling to read. Oh, totally. Just found out that DJ Khaled and his wife converted their Yeah, like he's not really cool. So the kids They try to make him cool with these videos where he's in his house and he's reacting to stuff on Twitter. The take off. And oh yeah, you know. I don't know. We have to make sure that He just doesn't have the juice as like a, a react YouTuber. Took the guests Actually, Alex, when we talked about him reading Drake's book, we didn't actually play the clip, did we? I love that clip. I don't think, I don't we, think did. we did. Yeah, let's the, play that Drake's clip book next because it's a classic. Yeah, we read Drake's, like ninety percent of it yeah. on the podcast. Drake's book is amazing, and then um, and protect our and then the Bob Marley guitar is pretty great too. Oh yeah, that's a classic. I love that. School amongst each other instead of like just a Zoom. I don't feel like no kids should go through, you know, what we going through mentally, 
you know what this pandemic? You call it a hamdemic. It's the hamdemic. That's what I call it. And joy and safety. You know, it's a blessing to help other families and other kids. And that's what we're about at the Carroll family. And is he talking about the kids Drake? Put it. Another one. Biggest lesson I learned from DJ Khaled, even if working. God, out, these GQ God. videos, it's nothing. Out. Absolutely. That's you like real eyes, real lives, real lies. It must be brutal to edit these, to be the guy oh, that has sure. to produce these DJ Khaled videos where he doesn't say anything that you could even cut into something interesting. He doesn't even have a soundbite in it. He's just kind of talking. He's just saying filler words the whole time. Yeah, the only things I've taken away from this is that all he does is win and he's a sneakerhead. Back it goes. It comes back. It goes. And what I love about that is that I don't stop, and I keep going. <laughs> what I love about that is I don't going. stop. God no damn, he's so stupid. Man. Over. So you gotta see the oh, that's the same thing he said in the Drake uh, book video. Each oh, yeah, key the key, leads to all the key stuff. They lead to another key. key. That's such a fucking stupid okay. idea. It's like a dungeon in a game, a but a really like, annoying I'm one. Sexy. Yeah. Like everything. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, is you gotta be healthy. And that's I wouldn't say DJ Khaled looks like he's that healthy. Stop. Never stop. No, he has a healthy attitude. Yeah. Replied. People be laughing at DJ Khaled with how he talks to his son. Are these real tweets? Why do they have no faves and no retweets? Boys, they shouldn't feel love from their dad. Man, you always show love to your. It seems like they could make fake ones that are better. Yeah, it's like the Simpsons when Lisa has to ask the question to Mr. Burns. So when you your campaign has the momentum of a runaway train. It's the purest form of love. It's the best thing in the world. I thank my wife and God every day for my kids, and they're so beautiful, and they made me greater. And okay, we got to get rid of. We got to. We got to change the videos. Okay, let's switch to the Drake book one. You can hear yourself losing brain cells. They're just going pop, pop, pop. Courtesy of the boy, coming close. Um, if you haven't got uh, Drake's new book, courtesy of the died. boy, I haven't got it because you can't buy it. Courtesy of the boy is the new book. I love when he does this thing where he, he one eye is kind of closed. Yeah, he loves doing that. They, they just woke him up. Open up the page and let me just say right with the first thing I read. I open up the page. Oh, doesn't he? Does he not show that the like on the other side of the book is the other writer? Oh, he does show. He Some will eventually. I, I don't think he mentions it, but he shows it. But most days I never learn. You think I'm making this up, right? Like this God damn, so oh bad. God. Listen, it's two lines. Boy, let me tell you. The minute you think you figured it out, the boy, <laughs> the man writes a book. <laughs> Reading ski. <laughs> um, charge it to the game. And pay the bill. I guess he is the perfect customer for this. Oh, one hundred percent. The next key. They're just sentences or idioms. It's the kind of stuff he uses to fill a GQ interview. Has got to give. See, I'm taking my time reading this because, like, don't you think I'm joking? Look. Yeah, you're taking your time and you're already halfway through it. You gotta take your time reading it, or else you're. He wrote a sentence. The dollar per second ratio is way off. She suffers from main character syndrome. There's no doubt his kid has to just be fucking unruly. I told oh, her yeah. crazy. She said, without me. I'm not mad. Y'all think I'm making this up like the boy got a book. No, I don't think you're making it up. Once you think you figured out Drake, you played yourself. You ain't figuring him out yet. The man different. I'd love to work with DJ Khaled. First of all, <laughs> you, you should. should keep reaching out to him constantly. Yeah, I'll pull a Rivers Cuomo on him. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Oh, I know you're not making it up. I don't think it would be any better or worse if he was making it up, but there's no reason to. If he was making it up, it actually would be better. Oh, agreed. Yeah, I would have to respect him a lot more if he just did bits like this. I like, want the Drake, Drake book because it's so if Drake bad. Drake didn't I can't write find this it. book, and you made up Drake writing a book like this. That would be a good bit. I guess technically, I can find it on eBay for seventy dollars, but that's not worth it. People sniped him up. They only produced like a hundred books. Yeah, they need to Guess press what? another round of them. If if it comes back, I think I would buy it at the retail price. In the I want to do an audio book of it. Anybody act up, I let it go upon your head. Yeah, he got his out. Were there ever Barnes and Noble I displays? My I think it was online only. <laughs> Keep playing with me. The problem with having it in a physical bookstore is that people can read the whole thing in two minutes. Then they don't <laughs> have to buy it. Mm-hmm. Like you can read it in the like checkout line. Up. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. If you actually genuinely wanted this book and you're waiting behind two people in line, you would finish the entire book and then be like, eh, I don't know if I need this. Then you get arrested. That's shoplifting. I mean, like we, were, we were doing the math last time. It's probably less than a thousand words, literally. So it's like maybe five tweets, you know, is the whole book. He should have used ChatGPT to write a novel. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Same amount of effort. Or just find a public domain book. Uh, just do like, I don't know, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court and just slap Drake's name on the cover and copy and paste <laughs> the whole book and just sell that. Moby Drake. Yeah, there we go. Uh, DJ Khaled crashes his jet ski. Okay, let's check this one out. They got to get him off of this thing. <laughs> this is going to sound so annoying in the episode. I gotta see this crap. I need to see him. How does he get in a tree? Oh, it's like a mangrove sort of thing. Oh, all right. You got a situation here. Oh, I see. He's in life. There's roadblocks. The key is to overcome it. Stay tuned. Oh, I I didn't consider that overcoming it. I was going to give up. I'm stuck. If I hit a roadblock, I just kill myself. On the road, even. Here, guys. Like Badfinger. Detour one mile. <laughs> oh, He's somehow in a drainage ditch. I guess DJ Khaled is the last guy who would ever commit suicide. Like, if, if he committed suicide, it would obviously be some kind of op, you know? People should fake their deaths more often and come back. I'm going to figure this out. Fuck, that Miami water has got to just be so disgusting. It's like like when the dolphin got on the Gowanus Canal. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's the same type of path he took. I don't know how he got in here. Like, this is not where you're supposed to. This is not for recreation. Yeah, well, he saw it from like a mile away that all this shit was in his way, and he just kept going forward. (laughs) There's a shortcut. (laughs) So dumb, man. The caption on this is just SMH with like 20 exclamation points. Oh shit. This not no joke team. Like, not like he can't call someone to come and push him. Someone needs to take his jet ski away. What? Oh man. They should give him a snowmobile and see what happens. Zay Z. 
Anybody know Zazie? Tell Zazie. I think a snowmobile would definitely kill him. Honey, honey, honey. Yeah, the thing about snowmobiles is that you can get lost onto an ice thing and then you, you fall snacks, into it. I'm a you just, right now. You, you're gone. Yeah, you don't have, yeah, your life jacket's not going to save you. I'm stuck yonder. I love that, like, both the time that he's out way too late at night and the time he's stuck on the tree, his instinct is just to do a thousand Instagram stories instead of fucking doing anything about it. <laughs> There's someone looking at him from outside their house. I'm documenting this because in life there's roadblocks. And we have to I'm documenting this because in life there's roadblocks. And in the canals around Miami. <laughs> is he backwards on the jet ski right now? Yeah, I, I think is he gonna yeah, jump he's riding off a reverse still cowgirl. Don't panic. Don't panic. You see, I'm hanging off a tree. Jump in the water to try to move the ski off the tree. Oh, he cut his foot up. He cut, cut his leg up. The key is don't panic. You should just call a helicopter. This ain't no joke, team. Wait, he cut himself and then he just jumped right back on the jet ski. In life, there's roadblocks. I am stuck in a tree. What if this is not real and he was just trying to prove a point that in life there's roadblocks, but there, but <laughs> I in would actuality he's totally fine. The roadblock is before you get to the blockage. Cut my leg. Like the yeah, roadblock is when right, you, right, ideally right, right. a sign or right. when you see that there's a bunch of trees in the way. Like you don't go over the trees and then that's the roadblock. This ain't no That's the hazard. You just barreled into it. Did that guy at his house who saw him just give up on him because he's too obstinate? No <laughs> like, where the fuck did that guy go? He doesn't know who it is. Never a joke thing. That's the problem. There's some idiot who got a jet ski stuck in a tree and he just keeps going back and forth and he won't put his phone down. Yeah. Yeah. DJ Khaled <laughs> is stuck in the canal again. Anybody know my I think I want to do a collab with him. Tell him to check the Texas. Tell him I took the, the secret route. The secret, the secret route. route. He really thinks I'm it's like a video game. God damn. You dude. go through the shortcut. It's a good thing there aren't openings to the sewer. Because he would absolutely <laughs> go through the sewer like Grand Theft Auto. Totally. He probably does think it's Grand Theft Auto. All right, let's watch a couple of these funniest DJ Khaled TikToks. We'll just watch a few minutes of this. See, if they're, if they're ones that he's trying to be funny, they're probably going to be less funny, though. Don't, don't let nothing stop you. We ain't talking about roadblocks again. Hey, the drag box come in, yeah! Okay, yeah, these suck. These aren't funny. Yeah, we don't want that. He's a really boring guy, honestly. You love me? Yeah. That's the thing. Honey, honey, did the drag folks come in yet? Did the what? The Drake books come in yet. Honey. Honey. He's so annoying. I feel so you bad for that woman. Yeah, he's just really boring to hang out with, it seems like. It's a cold world. Everything he says is lame. So is the ice. <laughs> it's a so cold is world, so is the ice. That's so stupid, man. So is the ice. Cold as ice. It's on you how you want to live your life. Everyone has a choice. I pick my choice. Squeaky clean. It's not funny. It's like John D's and Angel Mommy. Yeah. It's that level of content. Like, how? I don't get it. I'm convinced that he's very unself-aware. Like, some people feel like he's very self-aware that he's kind of like a, a meme. But I don't think he's that self-aware. Like, he can't be funny on, on like, the spot. Maybe on some level, but he doesn't really care. Yeah. This is called what? Because why would he? He's having a great time. He's partying all day. And this is called what? 
And what is this? Those are pickled banana peppers. And what is this? God, it'd be so bad to have to serve him at a restaurant or anything. Oh, he didn't know what raspberries were. Sunday morning. Sunday brunch. Sunday breakfast. Uh, when he tries to be God, funny, he's yeah. just yelling. That's all it is. Like he has two modes. One of them is like wise guy giving advice, and the other one is yelling. Nate, I feel like um, we were just saying that you're too good of a dad, but I'm going to walk that back. The fact that you're here watching these DJ Khaled videos instead of spending time with your kids means that you're at least a little bit of a bad dad, right? Yeah, That's totally. Cool. Yeah. I, oh, not only that, but I locked the door to the basement. I told Charlotte, I'm like, no, none of the kids <laughs> are allowed yeah. to fucking come down. They're not going to interrupt me. <laughs> See, now you can feel good about yourself for not being too good of a dad. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be perfect. No, no, you don't want to be perfect. No. It's like a car with one scratch on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You got any plugs? Yeah. You don't know what they are? I don't I actually don't have any. Uh, check out one of my <laughs> check out one of my two unreleased songs that'll be happening at some point, so that I can get out of my uh, shitty publishing yeah. deal. <laughs> oh, okay. If uh, if Nate's lawyer is listening, please respond to Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't think uh, that was even in the episode. But. Hey Brian, I sent you a very very awful acapella song um, in hopes that you would <laughs> tell me that this would get released, and then you and my man or my manager still email me constantly being like do you have any songs you could be anything and i'm like i sent you something <laughs> you should try to have an ai do it see if they accept it yeah okay and then get them sued over it like use jason aldean's voice and then make the two labels sue each other or it's probably the same fucking label at the end of the it's day, all but... the same label i think it's all like so... but let them sort it out you know yeah i love it thank you guys absolutely thanks for being a deadbeat dad with us for an hour thanks guys i love you both